Um, yes, so uh, hello everyone. I'm Marvin um, and welcome to the Great Design Lead Podcast. Uh, I'm a startup founder um, and I do freelance work on the site as a web designer and web flow developer and more recently as a SEO expert. Um, and right now I'm actually uh, building a, a startup which is called Cocktail and Dinner. Um, put simply, it's the Airbnb to rent out kitchens um, and dining rooms of of private homes and and so basically what 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 what's the vision behind it is is very simple um i personally believe in a future like 2030 where you know people are living in a tiny house or a space that is like optimized for your personal needs so if you if you're a couple kids pets that's also <laughs> very important in our lives um and like if you want to invite friends over I really want to make sure to democratize space so that um, you know people can rent out um, a larger space uh, for a night, and you know share the cost between the group and make sure that you know young generations still have access to those homes that are like currently only owned by uh, I mostly owned by uh, boomers. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that that whole idea is so incredible. And and I was doing so much research on you um, before uh, hanging out with you, and I know I think that that idea is really cool and i was just wondering where where it came from yeah you know it's actually funny because like I, I get that question a lot and uh, i feel like like to be fully honest i i just came first was like a the idea um during like a startup accelerator that i did that was online um and yeah i was like oh let me just do a, an airbnb for kitchens um and so that was like you know the how the, the idea came and then as I was, you know, working through it, um, I realized there were like so many um, topics around it that were like really, uh, you know, important. Like when I was talking, you know, interviewing people, I realized, oh, actually, this is not a joke. This is like that that can actually have impact on people's life, and that's where I was like, okay, this is what I want to do for the next decade. So yeah, that's 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 amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I don't know. I I would love to do that. Um, like I would love to have that option available because I I remember um like growing up some of my my friends there in their homes they would have these like really big dining room areas that they use maybe like twice a year or something yeah. like that and it's just so much wasted space um and so I could just because I think with what I remember um it kind of just ended up being a a place sometimes for storage. Um, <laughs> when it wasn't Christmas and Thanksgiving, um, or just like a place to hold China or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, that's a really great idea. And that would be so fun to do with my friends. And also, I don't know, I, I know some people, they go on Airbnbs to find places with kitchens, they'll rent it out for, for a day. Um, I, I, when I did my, um, Webflow, uh, uh, talk with Mason Poe, um, and Matt Verghese, we actually rented an Airbnb just to like have a backdrop um, for the video. <laughs> and so there's like so many things that you can use for like rented spaces or shared spaces other than just sleeping <laughs> or, or hotel purposes. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that's really cool. Yeah, actually that's, that's a good, um, you know, that's a good point. Cause like initially my first idea was like, okay, I think this, I, did, I mean, when people will be renting out, they're going to use it this way. Um, and, you know, um, 
as I was talking to people, they came up with like interesting um and use cases, new use use cases. Um, we're currently like on on a wait list, so there wasn't any event yet. Um, but yeah, like when I talk to people, they're like, "Oh, I'm actually looking for a space to play poker." Um, and other you know companies were like, "Oh, we have um, um, you know this um new uh, you know um." So sorry, maybe I should bring first the context, and that's gonna uh, explain. Of course. Um, the actual um, you know use case you know I went in New York I went to like a, a plant-based um, um, uh, I guess conference so basically you know plant-based you know alternatives to you know uh, burgers and you know the typical um, food that you would find in your household and yeah like one of those companies um, came up to me and they were like oh we're very interested to actually have a space to showcase our food to investors or like, you know, when they're traveling, because then it's very hard for them to like find spaces globally. But yeah, so yeah, those, those are like the use cases that just constantly come. And I think that's the beauty of like marketplaces, like mm -hmm. Airbnb and, you know, other players. It's really like, it's because it's a people's business. There's like so many ways people will use it. And uh, yeah, it's just very exciting stuff. I think that there's like this whole, um, kind of shift though I think with the difference between my generation and maybe my parents generation the amount of things that are shared is vastly different um I don't know I I started thinking about all the different things that I uh have access to but I don't necessarily own and I'm not responsible for the upkeep of um like for example uh the, my my job is I'm a UX designer for for Zipcar um which is uh the the car rental company where you can like rent by the hour or uh, just do some errands or things like that. And I was thinking the other day about how much money I save by not having just even just uh, like maintenance of the car, like not buying the car, not like I wasn't even thinking about that, but just like if the car breaks down, having to, to fix it. Um, so I don't just, there's so many different shared things. Yeah. And also like, I don't, I'm not responsible for, um, like parking it anywhere i'm not responsible for keeping it anywhere and i even i have a bike rental um service too so i'm I'm not responsible for having a place to put my bike or keeping my bike in my apartment i just noticed that all these little things just really save me so much space and, and like i don't know like life clutter yeah you know it's actually funny um i don't have a driving license and i'm 26 and it's like all my uh, friends here in Belgium, they're all like looking at me like, come on, dude, you need like a uh, driver <laughs> license. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, no, my goal is to, you know, if that startup is working, I'm like over 30 and, you know, having like some sort of financial success, just show to people that you actually, I mean, it depends on the use case, of course, because like if you live in the, on, in the countryside or, you know, your work is really like, um, you know, you need to travel and do sales um like a lot of sales maybe that's you know a different use case but in my case i'm like i i don't need a car and especially now it's like uber um you know you have like scooters and, and i feel like the day i'm gonna get a driver license and i have to drive a car and park it okay, yeah. like, that's the last one <laughs> 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 i cannot be bothered and especially like I'm, I'm juggling with like so many things in my life and i feel like you know something that I realized like why the sharing economy is like working now and it wouldn't like 10, 20 years ago. It's just because I feel like, you know, like I said, like, you know, baby boomers and like that generation, Gen X, 
had like like there was like more i feel like it was more supply than demand so like you know mm-hmm. people could buy homes with, with like you know <laughs> simple i mean just like a, two uh like just one person's salary and i feel like mm-hmm. today like a side also and then two people's salaries and even then you still like need a mortgage to even cover because it's just um you know prices are up um there's less there's more demand than supply and people are like more and more busy with their time so it's like okay i need to free up my time and i'm willing to pay extra um, to order uber so i can get to point from point a to point b um so yeah it's very interesting dynamics it's um def- definitely challenging because you're like trying to i feel like something that i like about marketplaces i feel like okay i'm biased because i'm a marketplace founder of course so you mm-hmm. feel free to challenge me on that. But I feel like marketplaces are like necessary for a country um, to work. Like they're pushing urban um, efficiency of like urban infrastructure to like its limits um, that con- like that governments on their own wouldn't be able to do. Um, and it's just very exciting to just witness like the Zipcar. I also am very familiar with them. Uh, I think I probably, uh, I mean, I didn't rent. My friend did rent. <laughs> <I was> just... <laughs> but yeah it's just yeah it's just I, I feel very inspired and and yeah it's definitely changing times today because you know the economy is uh, tough but um i feel like at the end of the day um like to, airbnb was born in 2008 during your crisis so um there's like always opportunities to innovate uh even in more you know difficult times Oh, yeah, I I totally believe that. And yeah, marketplaces are, are very, very interesting. I had like a little bit of fun with that, um, with uh, a little marketplace that I made. Um, it was just to explore um, and see what it would be like to actually to see how people could make profiles and how you can browse different people that are part of the, the group. It was uh, a little podcast thing of trying to yeah and so I I had a little bit of fun with that but honestly what I got out of that more than anything was just a little bit of insight on on how those kind of structures work um Mm -hmm. and just seeing how like the information comes in and and like how all of these other things you need to think about like it's not just a landing page there's um uh, being able to update things. There's all of the attributes for all of these things, all of the sorting. And um, I actually was taught by Connor Finlayson um, about all of this. And he's great. I, I'm just like Connor's number one fan. Um, and I don't know, I, I thought that that really helped. And so it actually ended up um, teaching me enough so that I could keep up and talk with our, our engineers um, and have a little bit of a conversation about that. And I thought that they liked that a little bit because I was a design person that also kind of could understand the structure of it and had a lot of respect for being able to do that. Cause yeah, Zipcar is like a marketplace membership site. And I don't know, I think it's so cool. It's I love working there. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a, a big fan of uh, Connor. It's uh, I'm definitely like a, yeah, I have, I've watched a lot of videos. Um, and, and I'm still like watching, um, and yeah, we're like actually um, both of us are like part of this community of marketplace founder called like um, called Everframe Marketplaces, and yeah, it's like we're like interacting. You know, the latest debate was about like membership 
Um, mm. Actually, I, um, I, um, I started to let go of Webflow to actually learn how to code. I mean, letting go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that so dramatically. Um, <laughs> especially, okay. like, especially like I saw now that Webflow released DevLink and I'm like, oh, wait, so I can design on Webflow and then I can turn them into um, um, React components. I was like, oh, okay. Is- <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, not leaving yet. Um, but yeah, so in- anyways, like just, I feel like, you know, the thing with like low code and no code, it's taking, like, I feel like if you reach like a specific use case, like the ones you mentioned, you, mm-hmm. you're spending so much time because it's uh, the technologies that you're using are like, it's like using, a, you know, a city car, you, you're pushing it on the track like it's a Formula One car. It's mm-hmm. getting very, very hard to like maintain the speed. Um, that's that's my analogy. <laughs> Uh, you can tell I'm a Formula One uh, fan. Um, <laughs> this is a good time of year for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so it's. It, I was just getting frustrated. I was like, oh, I, I, I'm going to learn how to code. And actually, the crazy part is like through my journey uh, using Webflow and, you know, learning how to design. Because I, I, actually, I didn't do uh, any design. Uh, I didn't do my studies in design. I just learned like uh, on my own, um, but yeah. So like the fact that I learned design and web for development helped me to learn actual code so much faster. And like now I'm part of like different Discord communities of you know web um, web developer, not Webflow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the craziest the craziest part is like when I was designing and doing. So I was I guess better, like I guess better than the average in terms of like. Um, the front end so like the way everything looked and so when i asked people like oh i'm actually looking for like uh, web developers for my startup like i was expecting for like zero to five answers and like i got like 40 like even now today i received like three um you know uh dms on the score it's like i can't keep up so now i'm like okay i need to create like an onboarding because i feel ashamed to like wait you know wasting those people's time um Mm -hmm. But yeah, like just I guess like going through like the web for development taught me how to be a good uh, front end developer because you know you, you have to understand the UX and the UI, and I feel like that's something that's often um, missing in, in some of the other projects. Because um, I feel like with web for development you can do like multiple websites and multiple projects, and I feel like to become a good developer, designer, you need to iterate. It's just uh, like a numbers game, and so after X project, you really have a better understanding of the flows and, you know, you know, the user interfaces. So, yeah, sorry, that was a long one. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's why, it's why you're here. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I went on um, uh, the, the Webflow podcast when I was uh, in San Francisco for uh, Webflow Conf. And um, they were just like, hey, can you come and hang out with us for like, 30 minutes and then we can ask you some questions and it's one of the questions they they were asking me about um was like how I felt about Webflow and and like what I uh just just any thoughts about it and I remember saying that I think that every large like enterprise client or like every large um company out there that has a really big engineering teams and really big ux teams or products teams um should definitely have all of their designers learn webflow 
um because i think that it's just this amazing like you were saying like webflow to like more complex development i think also that like uh design to development that is kind of a gap that happens in a lot of companies where the designers really like have no clue about what it takes logistically to make things and also like there's not a lot of trust there also because they don't know if uh, somebody's who's saying no that's not possible if that it's just that they don't want to do that or if it's actually not possible like that that trust isn't there because the designers just really don't know um but i think that using webflow definitely um makes it a little bit more connection because then they have a little bit more of a shared language of um, what's realistic and what's not and also like the designers can be uh, more respectful and like oh n now I know that this ask that I'm asking for is like crazy complicated because I see how you can kind of do that in Webflow and so I'm not going to ask for something that's crazy complicated or do it in steps or something like that what do you think of that <laughs> you know you're you're spot on because it's really like I um you know I, I had like a freelance project where I had to um just do the web for development part. And I, you know, I received like the Figma files and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> what is this? So I, I remember like spending like the first hours just, you know, um, optimizing the uh, assets in the SVG files because they were like, it, 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 they were like not set up correctly for uh, mm. them. And, and yeah, it was just, I, I guess like the frustration to to go through that process uh, before actually even touching Webflow was, um, you know, definitely frustrating because I, I um, you know, I had to explain why this and why this is wrong. Um, yeah. So I definitely, like at that moment, I was like, I understand web developers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, but I, I guess like, you know, because now I see like, for example, Figma just released like the web developer mode. Um, and your webflow is really releasing DevLink. I feel like, um, I, I, and that makes me even more excited about the future. Um, it, and so what I was going to say first, um, I feel like people are like in, uh, impatient because it's like, you know, webflow was, okay, I don't remember the timeline, but you know, the tools that we're using today are like quite new, um, recent and, and despite being so recent, they're incredible. I feel like, I mean, from my personal experience, Webflow has allowed me to become a freelancer and live on my own terms and, and, and being able to build this startup. And if I'm ever successful, I'm going to say it now and even later, that's because of Webflow. <laughs> <laughs> Credit is due. Um, and so we have to be patient because I see like on for online forums on, or on Twitter, people like, I, I mean, in the Webflow community, that's the thing that like everyone is so lovely. So there's like less of that tension, but I can definitely see like in other communities, like for example, um, you know, in the web development community, like Next.js, I'm not sure if you're familiar. Like when I see like some of those messages, I'm like, whoa, people are like really angry, which yeah. I understand is like, you know, it, you know, when there are important changes, it's really, uh, you know, annoying. Um, but it's part of the, you know, the, the evolution we need to be patient and like the thing that is exciting now is like now i can definitely see a future a near future even like in less than three years where designers and developers will be like the best couple in the in the in the company it's going to be like such a nice um, conversation to have um and i feel like it's still like 
we still have now like great conversation, but I feel like the conversation would be even better um, and there would be less of attention, but more of a collaboration. Um, and I guess like, you know, Brian Chesky from Airbnb said, um, like um, th they changed like the product management role to more, to more towards more of a product marketing role. And I feel like if people understand how, you know, like you mentioned earlier, like if designers understand how much work it takes to do X, imagine if those designers, uh, product marketing, know how much time it takes, then we, they, we can easily announce and do marketing uh, because we know those timelines can, timelines can be met without, you know, pushing people um, into like, you know, seven days of, of pure work and like working late at night uh, because everyone in the company will understand how much it takes and the tools will be even better in the future. Um, so yeah, that's like, you know, how I see the future and I'm very excited and I feel like people need to be patient, you know. We have to remember that some companies like in 2008 were, were like building stuff with stick and stones. Like I, yeah. I can't remember Airbnb in 2008. There was nothing. There wasn't any web flow. You had to <laughs> hard code everything. And I'm like, I, I, I can't complain. I'm fine. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hard, but it's, it's manageable. <laughs> They, they walk so you could run. <laughs> yeah, I, that's. I don't know. Have you ever done the the Wayback Machine for Airbnb? Yeah. What does it look like? Um, yeah, it's 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 a very static website. I feel like they were yeah. like spreadsheet to like manage bookings, but it's funny because like I even do that for like. You know, new startups now because you have like Airbnb for pools, Airbnb. Yeah. Um, actually, for events, I because uh, you just mentioned you use Airbnb for like um, the the background. I, uh, I yeah. recommend your space in the future if you want to use because they like specialize for like studio and stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I I I always like start their first website. I'm like, okay, now I can see why. Um, like you know, I spend so much time on my landing page, and I'm like, actually. It doesn't make sense to focus that much mm. on design. You should focus on distribution and mm -hmm. distribution, just, you know, talk to people doing sales um, um, because that's that's the thing that's going to move the needle. And, and even as a designer, like you want to show first, um, I feel like, the, like that's what I always say to clients is like, this is a V1. Your thing's going to change very fast. So we need to ship this first. Um, and then your V10 will be like the best um, version of, you know, all the situations. So, you know, that's yeah. the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like you can, you can just prep forever and then never actually go and do anything like you, that that's an option that some people do that you, you always feel like it's not ready. And, but it sounds more like it's a project that's just always, in review that's always iterating and i don't think any company that's that's really like successful in that space is ever really done like the needs of people are changing uh designs are changing i don't know standards are changing so it's never never done so feeling like hey you know there, there's more work to do that i feel like everybody feels that way yeah and also like you know that's the thing that i uh that I always tell to like my my other like other startup founder friends is like yeah. I feel like the thing that they scared of is like there's a 
to disappoint people is like the first version and i'm like yeah it's actually a, a nice way to to show um because let's say you know you ship something and people are like uh ah, i don't know and then you're like okay you you let go of your ego and you're just listening to understand what's what's the matter and yeah. then you try to really and especially like if you're using tools like webflow you can quickly ship in you know under a week and come yeah. back to them at the same time you come back to them with like the changes that just mentioned a week ago they're like oh wow and so <laughs> it's it's just, it's such a marketing tool to just show something that is like ah. and then the next one there's like ship like so fast it's just gonna be a good version but also showcase how dedicated and, and efficient you are in your work and you know build more of that expert um image of yourself so it's and i even i would even recommend people to you know if you have like a good version you're like let me just push something not good and then you know push the right version <laughs> okay maybe not but, not yeah. <laughs> but i'm thinking that would be such a fun move but yeah maybe not in the long term when you're established yeah. Like, I wouldn't see Apple doing that. Oh, here's the iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> but I think that there is something really special about um, uh, somebody, you asking somebody for, for advice on something or a review and then coming back to them, uh, actually fulfilling that thing that they, they asked for. Um, I think that also that gives a, a feeling of respect, too, that... Yeah. I, I take uh, into consideration the things that you're saying and um, I think that it would actually be really valuable and I'm actually going to follow up, not just like smile and then not follow up and not talk to them again about that. Um, yeah, like user testing and things like that. I think it's a huge um, thing to do, but also it's, it. I feel like it takes so much um control of your your ego um to be able to user test and actually implement things that people suggest what what do you think about that yeah no it's it's spot on because it's um and i feel like because you know there's like i feel like there's like two extremes like there's people with i mean with ego but like yeah you get the point like yeah um, um and i feel like on the other side you have people that are actually just afraid mm. um you know imposter syndrome um and then on the other side is ego and i feel like for those that are like imposter syndrome like oh should i ship this um, i'm not sure if um again it's the same argument for the other side it's like just you know just do it in the worst case um like what's the worst case scenario that can happen like people won't like burn you like a witch <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah, yeah it might it might feel like uh like you're in fight or flight mode but yeah. it's just a conversation yeah and also one thing that i like the first time that i ever did user testing um actually i think was a huge like pivotal point in in my life and like how i uh communicate with other people um i was a, a senior in college and i was having my my senior thesis and um I, it was like very elementary um i made a, a prototype of a website for a a cafe in my in my town and um i made it all really interactive i didn't know how to code i didn't know anything about webflow yet but i was really interested in ux and so i just made as uh 
laid out prototype as I could for this website. And um, I reached out to a whole bunch of people that I knew of all different ages, like like aunts, uncles, friends, everything. And uh, I said, hey, um, I'm doing, I'm making this website. Uh, can we get on Zoom together and I record the session? I share the link with you and you just say your thoughts out loud as you're going through the site. And um, I didn't realize how hard this was going to be until I actually did it. And also like all of these people, it was like during COVID. And so um, I, everybody was just free. So everybody that I asked was available to do it. And so I ended up doing this like 30 times um, <laughs> with people and iterating in between each one as I got their feedback. And um, uh, I got to say, just making something and spending a lot of time doing that and then handing it off to somebody and just being silent and taking notes as people are saying things or re-watching the recordings um that made me realize like oh my gosh it has nothing to do with me like we're on the same team and we want to make this better and um just being able to like divorce myself from the thing that I'm I'm working on I'm so glad that I had that lesson at like 22 rather than I don't know like 42 um because I feel like that would just be so much wasted time and effort in my career and right. I don't know it was just such an important thing so wait, what do you what do you think about that you know it's it's it, first of all like I had the same experience um when I um for my uh, thesis as well I, I had a e-commerce startup um and yeah it was so that was my first time using Webflow and um and so basically um sorry i need to explain what the start was um yeah basically i was trying to be like an e-commerce that was selling um that was selling and promoting like zero waste products um sustainable products uh from europe um and yeah so that was like the whole um you know thesis behind it but then i was you know i was starting you know do my market research and observe and i re i was realizing like every time i feel like eight, more than eight I mean, I was seeing like a lot of um, more women than men, um, whether it was like in groups or, um, you know, in in, in terms of like e-commerce, etc. And and I went to um like I went to talk to, like one of the e-commerce founder, and I asked him, um, yeah, why um, why do I see more uh, of, of of you know. I'm seeing like more products for women on your website and less for men. And yeah, he like bluntly told me like, yeah, more than 90% of our audience is just female. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Cause I, like, you know, I'm, I was in college and I was like seeing at least like in my level, I was seeing like, we were interested as men to, you know, actually um, take, you know, take the initiative and take the action to actually, um, you know, educate ourselves and like, find the right products instead of, you know, taking the free shampoo when you were shopping or grocery shopping. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I was like, this is weird. Like I I'm seeing a pattern, but I, I, I was lost in, 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 you know, in this information. I was like, okay, let me just um, set up um, like a zoom call was like, you know, again, same number 30. I feel like it's a magic number. And like, they, <laughs> I went to like 30 Zoom calls and I was like, I don't know how to structure this. And, and I feel like sometimes 
you know, you spend so much time pre-planning stuff that you end up following a framework that is actually not the right framework. Mm-hmm. And I and and so I was like, let me just. I know that I have this information, and I'm trying. I guess like my main. I knew that from this go, I had to understand why this pattern was happening. And so as I was, you know, um, so on the first call, I guess like the first three were like a bit messy, but then from the fourth one, I started to see something. I was like, okay, I need to uh, dig further. And so basically when I was seeing them, uh, first of all, like my uh, sample was like um, uh, consultants, like uh, finance people, you know, people mm-hmm. are really busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, busy, you know, uh, male workers. Um, and so I was, okay, I'm seeing that, you know, they're moving, but they're like a bit lost in the, in the process. And then I asked them, can you say out loud what you're feeling right now? Uh, just the mm-hmm. feeling. They were saying like, oh, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Um, I just don't understand why I see this product next to this one. Um, and so I was starting to see this, those comments on like the 30 calls. And I realized there's something about the UX that doesn't work for men. Um, and mm. I was like, came back with this information to the uh, e-commerce founder. And then he gave me like an extra, uh, and by the way, I, sh- I should thank him, but yeah, he gave me this extra information about like um, the way they were. Um, so he told me like, oh, we're targeting women. And then he told me an- another interesting information that was like, oh, we're targeting women was like an impulsive, impulsive purchasing behavior. So we need to show as many products as possible. So like Amazon, you know, um, so we can increase the average basket value. So I was like, okay, there's like a UX pattern that is like optimized for specific KPI, which is, you know, the average basket of a woman was like an impulsive purchasing, purchasing behavior. And I was like, you know what, let me test something. I feel like it's actually the opposite for men. Um, they just want some like, back to you know just taking the first shampoo straight up you know from the grocery uh, like when you're doing your groceries i was yeah. like men just want speeds like that's it <laughs> and i was like let me just throw this hypothesis um yeah. and yeah like so i um you know i set up like a quick type form because i couldn't do the the multi-step form in in webflow so i just had the landing page in webflow and when you click on you know order your box you would go through like five steps. The first one being um, a solid shampoo. The second was like solid soap, uh, deodorant, um, and, you know, solid, you know, like those pills of, of toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, it was a it was a paste. Um, and yeah, I did like, I, had, I have a camera, so I, I did like nice photos and everything. I was trying to present it very nicely and, and, and very simple. Like it didn't, like it, even like, the products had just like a simple description, like mint charcoal, but nothing more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like five steps in the type form. And then when I was, I was looking at the, the, you know, at the data, I was saying that people took like two minutes and 14 seconds on average to order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you know, they pay like 30 euros and, you know, they had the product that, that, that was lasting for us four to six weeks. And I would like, you know, I would ship the box um, myself by bike. And I also had like friends from college working with me and we're like yeah. just you know, biking to deliver the box and, you know, trying to be sustainable even in the last mile delivery. <laughs> 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 and that was during COVID time. So that was also uh, interesting. And yeah, like I had the same experience as you, like realizing there's some pattern happening 
and I need to um, like I shouldn't follow a pre-filled plan and be like oh this is how I should lead this interview but make it I guess like you should definitely have like an objective but don't make it um, too important because then you're going to miss on some interesting I, I think it's like a science experiment you need to just try and then you know iterate on your you know my, my first mistakes um in the first three interviews um and yeah that was just like uh, such an interesting um i guess that was the moment where i realized i can just change the ux and the ui is it's creating a valuable product um and yeah that was like a, such an interesting insight did um did that that uh founder or that that guy that you were talking to um did they change anything um to open their scope of their audience or were they were they saying more like we kind of niched um to this kind of demographic and this is what's working for us and yeah. then yeah so that that was the thought yeah but that was like uh, you know i uh, i totally understand because it's like um you know it's a risk to like target another audience because then you call mm -hmm. Like, uh, especially like when I, you know, when I said like, oh, I'm just creating e-commerce for men. Like some of my friends were like, oh, but why not us? And I was like, um, I, <laughs> yeah, I was sorry. Yeah, true. I was like, oh my God. I feel like so embarrassed because I was like, oh, maybe I'm like discriminating. And I was like, yeah, but mm. actually I'm trying to do this. <laughs> I was showing the numbers. They're like, okay. But they were still like. You know, I understand because it's it's yeah. I didn't want to discriminate. I just wanted to yeah increase the number of you know. Um, I, I saw like studies like showing like especially in Belgium, like women spend twelve hours per week more than men on like um you know bringing sustainable behavior uh in their household, like just taking the time to like change habits. And yeah, like um, I was guilty of it myself because I I feel like it it took me years to like implement implement new habits mm -hmm. like just for example um, putting lotion on my face uh, yeah. and that that's like literally uh, that changed my life because I, I I was <laughs> grumpy when I woke up then when I put some cream in a glass of water I was like oh I don't need a coffee actually <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I guess like using UX to uh, establish new habits, that, that was like the core, um, you know, the core insights um, that I got from this experience. I, I think that what you said specifically about um, uh, not being so rigid um, in the questions that you ask when it comes to getting feedback on something or, or trying to get their thoughts or even trying to solve a problem. Um, I think that's really important because um, I got that education from doing uh, podcast episodes. Um, the The big thing that that you got to learn when, I, I, well, I think that you got to learn when you want to learn anything about somebody or, or learn about a problem is that you just have to know that it's just so not about you. And it's not about how you feel about the problem or it's not about what you think the solution is going to be. Or even um, is, right now, it's not about uh, the the research that I did on you and like going from each of these points, um, because that's not really how you um, get to what you're looking for it, it with the problem. Like you're not going to solve the problem by telling people what you think the solution is like then then what's the point of even asking them 
Um, and if if I want like to to connect with somebody and become friends with them, like I can't just uh, um, talk at them or or say I only want to know about you in like these specific things. I, I don't know. I think that then like what's what's the point? Um, that's totally a hundred percent. I think the way that you should go about things when it comes to solving problem or connecting with anybody. Yeah. No. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have so many. Um, I'm, yeah, sorry, I'm like reflecting because it's such a dream. Because you know, it's like it's funny because you, you have to those those um. Sometimes you you're learning something, and some I feel like you take it for granted, and then you forget about it until you get the next conversation with someone, mm -hmm. and then you 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 know your brain like that library up there is just pulling a book and you know sharing again this lesson, and I'm like, oh mm -hmm. wow. It's just nice to remember this lesson because sometimes, you know, even if you know something, it's nice to repeat it. So it's like, you know, you're creating a neural connection, remembering, remembering longer. So, yeah, thanks for uh, this <laughs> good question. <laughs> of course. <laughs> when uh, when I hear about you, you talk about about your life and also um, like in the, the research that I that I did on you. Um, it seems like you are just very naturally curious and and you you're you like to solve problems and uh, there's it's not just this is an assignment and i'm going to do the assignment just for the sake of the assignment it's just oh well why is that or how can i uh go from here or who can i talk to and i was curious um if you've always been like that and if you were like that as a kid yeah i think so for my college teacher, like even uh, one of my, uh, uh, you know, teacher in, in, in my master's degree, like told me, uh, yeah, you'll, with that behavior, you'll only encounter trouble, uh, problems during your life. Uh, really? Like, I, I remember, so, you know, he said it, but I, he apologized uh, later, but yeah. still, that was like, you know, quite brutally said. But even when he said it, I was like, you know, I actually don't buy it because <laughs> I <don't laughs> <promise. laughs> Because it's like I, I just like I remember like I was just reflecting on that sentence and um and I think my mom heard it. She was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa what was that?" Because you know that was um you know COVID time, so everything was online. So that's when he said it. Um, and I remember I was like, I, I can't imagine a life where there's nothing to solve. I will be so bored. It's like I feel. Like, I feel like the problem is either a good story to tell or or nothing. So it's like yeah. I I hope I have problems. So it's like if I solve them, then I can, you know, talk about it. And if even if I do or I don't, it's just it, that's I guess that's what makes life interesting. It's like, you know, you, you you know, I mean, imagine just a movie where the plot is just like everything is fine. <laughs> there's no trouble, there's no, you know. You know the the hero journey was would just you know suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think like to to put it bluntly, absolutely. <laughs> what but what yeah. kind of uh, problems do you think that uh, that professor was talking about? Is it kind of like the um, the kid version of uh, just asking why all the time, and then people are like just because I don't know why. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I think it was a mix yeah. of that. It was also, like, I wasn't following conventions. Like, mm. I had a specific plan in mind. I was like, mm. I, I was, I, I guess, like, I was 
definitely stubborn um, and I'm still in <laughs> it, I, I mean yes it changed a bit uh, but I'm, I'm definitely the stubborn type like I, I mean not stubborn like if you say something I would say no you're wrong but just like yeah. I'll tell you I feel like we could investigate more or um, um, you know I'm, I guess I'm especially as a stock founder you, you're actually um changing the system and, and and some you know by disrupting you're actually destroying the system and creating a new one so by yeah. destroying the system, you know when people are like attached to it um it can be you know quite a intense conversation uh, but i guess with my teacher that was you know you know not following uh, him textbook um and yeah that was uh i guess that i mean we should ask him maybe he'll have that answer but yeah and also, because you mentioned, like, um, as a kid, I feel like as a kid, I was also very, <laughs> actually, <laughs> sorry, because I have a quote from my grandmother, but it's so funny, I had a hard time to say it. Um, I, so basically, my, my okay, context first. So my grand, I'm half Polish, so my, my grandmother is from the Polish side, and I feel like I couldn't find a perfect translation to, you know, give the same tone as it sounds in, in Polish. Well, basically, she's when I was, you know, until like fourteen, even uh, she was always saying like, "You move like you have like cockroaches on your ass." <laughs> oh my god! Like you're like always your fidgeting. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the translation would be on because it's yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it it's so true because I am always moving. I'm never. I was never at home as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely like the hyperactive type. And yeah. I see even in my cousins, I'm like, I feel like mixed kid, like, you know, parents, uh, you know, uh, Caucasian and, and I mean, black African or, you know, black, uh, I mean, Hispanic or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely have like some kind of um, energy uh, that, that <laughs> I've been seeing constantly. <laughs> like <laughs> like that you see in yourself too? uh yeah i don't want to say i mean yeah i guess like yeah but i don't like to say oh i have immigrant energy or like having um yeah i'm trying to humble myself because it's like um and i guess like the startup is there to humble me every time (laughs) because which is you know i feel like sorry because we're like switching segment but it just you mentioned like that startup roller coaster. I um I really like when there's like I mean it's not that I like but I find it very interesting to have like this, you know, this upper exponential curve. So it's like you have so much ego and and, and joy, and then there's like something wrong, and it's like you know you're going <laughs> really down, and you're like oh my god, this is the worst time of my life, and then you go up again. And I feel like the moment when you go up after it, even if it's like not you know, not crazy as the first up. It's such a nice, I don't know, there's something nice about like having something bad, I mean, not bad happening, but mm-hmm. tough challenge. And then having this moment where it's like, oh, like the sun is just showing after the rain, you know, like but slowly, not, there's, I don't know, there's something interesting about like resetting your ego and then, you know, going up and then resetting again. And I hope I'll have that during my life. So it's like, you know, a nice, um, a nice uh, flow, and I feel like this, this is, I feel like the most optimal flow to actually be always curious and, and keep that, you know, uh, young 
you know, young Padawan <laughs> mentality. If you're yeah. a Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> I I think that for that, the, yeah, like the phrase, you don't really appreciate sunny days until you've had like a rainy one. Um, I think that's really true because if you're constantly kind of just like in the medium and like just happy medium and content, um, that's really nice. Um, and for some people, like th that's what they would want all the time. Um, but it's it's hard to really just like have the perspective on how great an accomplishment is unless you've put a lot of work into it or um, had some times where things didn't go well and you had to problem solve to get yourself out of it. Um, like I, I don't know, you you never really appreciate being well until you're you're sick or broken or something like that. So that's the the thought when I was listening to you say that. Yeah, yeah, and especially like you know one of my best experiences that definitely changed that shaped my uh, character, I guess, person and etc. Yeah. Is like when I um you know I had the opportunity to travel to Guatemala for like an internship at the end of mm. my um degree and that was during corona time so that was like also i mean that was 2021 uh, march 2021 i feel like that ex that tra that travel like literally changed everything um it's just like one of those moments where you realize you know i've been because you know i was you know 2020 2021 um it was definitely a tough year for me because uh you know stuff there were stuff that weren't working um, so my first startup, like my team just got split up because, you know, mm. first job offer came. So how can you compete with that? Um, and I, I mean, I, I understand them because it's like a startup is risky. Um, and I feel like in Belgium, there's less of that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we can okay, take that out. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 you have to yeah. It. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No problems at all. <laughs> I'll just leave it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it was a tough time. Like especially, I feel like I was, you know, back to um, you know, I'm I'm a curious person, but sometimes I push myself too far, um, and I do it again because I feel like that that works every time. But I I, I definitely um, I remember like before the trip, I was really burned out because I was pushing, um, my learning to um, you know, learn Webflow and 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 uh, Figma. And, you know, learning those two tools at the same time and, you know, just crunching, um, you know, videos and trying to play with, you know, the, you know, gaining those two learning curve at the same time was definitely a lot of work. And I remember my friends were like, oh, you're, you don't look well, you should <laughs> take some rest. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, true, but uh, I really want to learn. And then, you know, that trip happened and that really re gave me that re hard reset, like, okay, it's I was I was going through like a tough time, but there's always worse. And actually, um even the bad times you can have a good time. I feel like when I look at some families in Guatemala, they have like less resources, but they have so much joy. And I'm like, wow. And, and also, sorry, I forgot to give that context. So I did an internship and mm -hmm. through that internship, I was living actually with a family um from Guatemala. Um and yeah, so I really had the full experience of, of you know, not writing, a, not writing an Airbnb, but actually living in a village and, you know, going through like the day to day of um, how, how it is to, to be a Guatemaltec in, in uh, Guatemala. So, wow. Yeah. What, what was that experience like? 
it's hard to summarize. I, I feel like that would need that would need like another two hours. <laughs> I guess in my case, it was uh, the first one was like, um, you know, like during, you know, the you know quarantine. Um, I feel like everyone was you know complaining, like even in France or, you know, uh, in Belgium. Um, and I, I and I realized like we've been complaining so much because we were stuck between four four walls, but mm -hmm. there is like some people out there, um, you know, especially um. I, I guess let me take another example, but like people living in New York, like in the mm -hmm. shoes, I was like, that's like even worse than you know here, um, and in Guatemala it was also like very um hard for them because um you know it's you know they don't have the right infrastructure so the supply chain just took a big hit so it's like you know in terms of food and etc you really need to be careful because like the government won't save you um like you know like here or even in you know where you are in canada so um yeah i was just i guess like it, it gave me um i was it gave me the um the appreciation for like some of the public services that we have here because mm. Belgium doesn't have like the best <laughs> government like we're like we have like two languages and it's like very messy uh we have a messy uh way of you know doing stuff um but i was just yeah i was just um i guess content and 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 i, I there's definitely some stuff that I took from granted from uh, public services that I um I was like yeah I I, sh I shouldn't be um you know um talking shit on them. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. that that's that's totally fair, but also like give yourself a little bit of grace because um that's that is normal to you. Um, and I think with some people, like the worst thing you've ever experienced is the worst thing you've ever experienced, and so you're gonna react to it. Um, with that level of intensity, um, because you you don't know anything else, and so you haven't really I don't know I a lot of people they they haven't uh, just been exposed to other things, and so um, I try to give myself a little bit of grace with that too, because um, I don't know also like when you look at little kids and they freak out over a toy um, being broken or like their sister taking their popsicle or something like that. <laughs> like you, you kind of look at the kid, you're like, you have no idea how good you have it. Like, like <laughs> I take care of you. You don't have to pay rent. Like you have all of the like dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets you could possibly want. How could you be this upset? And they just really just don't, don't know. And so, uh, I try to give people the, like the grace of just like the worst thing they've ever experienced is that, but sometimes you have these life-changing uh, experiences where you see like, oh my gosh, like the world is so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. And so like, uh, as an American, I can definitely tell you that, but like, there are definitely a lot of times where my worldview was like so small um, until I started traveling and going other places. I'm like, oh my gosh, like not, ev like that's a huge lesson I had to learn when I was 19 that like not everybody um, uh, lives like I do and and how I, the experience that I have isn't the same experience that all these other people are having and I don't know it was just wild but you know I just went off on a tangent um but yeah that was a thought yeah I guess like also like another lesson that I got from there um I mean 
uh, during my time in Guatemala and, and Mexico is I, I guess I had a glimpse of what it feels like to be um, um, I, I, I guess so um, I had a glimpse to to realize how um, how afraid women can be at night walking alone at night like given 1 a.m 2 a.m um like in a you know western country uh you know europe america um because you know usually as a you know as a man you can walk drunk at 1 to a.m it won't you won't have any trouble i mean mm -hmm. might but definitely like the numbers you know the numbers don't lie compared to yeah. women and i realized how um you know, when I was there in Guatemala, Mexico, I was like, you know, after 1, 2 a.m., you shouldn't be walking along the streets because really then a lot, like, there's stuff that can happen, um, kidnapping and stuff. So that, that just having that that fear and realizing, oh, it's soon 1 a.m., I should probably, you know, um, get inside or like always be in a group. Like just that yeah. constant fear of like, there's like a, it felt like a curfew, like, okay, at this time, need to be um you know careful that was like also one of the um I, i'm not sure if i can call it the lesson but definitely like, giving me a glimpse of what it feels like to be a woman and try, try um, having that fear constantly when you walk alone at night um having this privilege as a man to just you know being walking freely um but yeah that was like one of the strong um yeah lesson i guess it's quite a lesson <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's also, like, going back to that thing that we were talking about, about, like, uh, when when you talk with somebody, um, just being open to, like, anything that they want to tell you about, um, rather than, like, I'm only interested in you for, like, this topic and this topic. Like, no. Um, I think that it totally enriches your life and uh, um, shows you things because like I don't know so so many times in life I just go I don't know what I don't know and so like maybe I'll learn something in like a week or two that's going to totally change my perspective and I just have to be open to it rather than like having my heels in the mud and just saying I have everything figured out I think that um when I was like 18 I was more like that of like I know everything and I think I have everything sorted out. And then by the time I was like 22, I was like, I have nothing figured out. I don't know anything. Um, I, there's so many things I have to learn. Um, but I think that's just a, a healthier way of going about life rather than thinking that you know everything. Guys, <laughs> like the more you know, the less you know. It's crazy. It's like yeah. <laughs> I'm learning, like it's been two years since my startup journey. And I feel like I, I've, I've learned a lot because I, I can definitely see the gap, but I'm like, Damn, the, the next gap is so wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my my favorite uh phrases was is a phrase from this one song about this girl and she was as she was growing up and she was like, How could I possibly know? Like, how did I know everything at 18 and nothing at 24? Like <laughs> she was like, I thought I had everything sorted out. And that's kind of like, like, how did I know everything when I came up with this idea? And now I know nothing, yet I've learned so much. Like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You like yeah. that phrase? I knew everything at 18 and nothing at 24. 
Yeah, it's, it, it, I feel like this book is, is really like relatable. It's like less serious because I feel like the ones yeah. that I definitely uh, so I remember like I walked into a, like I did my exchange program in Ottawa and I remember like the Carlton Univ- um, Library had like a, I don't remember, but it was something along like the wisest man. And then the rest was probably around like doesn't know he's the wi- like the wisest man, I guess, or something. Um, yeah. Basically saying that, you know, even the smartest, if, if you really find the smartest person on earth, he will still believe that he's not uh, the smartest. Um, um, so, yeah, it's just like, and especially like when you look at, you know, top designers, top um, whatever, there's always imposter syndrome. Like even in the sport, they're always like, I feel like they're like, their biggest competition is that are like themselves because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, better than the one yesterday it's just like uh, <laughs> yeah so, and i definitely have that same uh feeling i'm like yeah I, I i i'm definitely competing against myself um but in a healthy way not uh you know um but yeah it's yeah, it's a nice um it's a nice uh i guess flow or i don't I, i'm losing my words <laughs> <laughs> I guess like way to approach life. That's that's me. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's really interesting. Um, to to kind of go into into a different topic a little bit. Um, one of my my favorite questions that I ever ask anybody, like when I get to know them or anything like that, is um, I always love to ask the the first memory that you have of like what you wanted to be when you grew up. Um, and we talked a little bit about like like the kind of kid that you were. Um, but I was just curious about like, do you have a memory of the first thing that you wanted to be? <laughs> You're not ready because it's, <laughs> it's a very funny one, but it's it's so biased because um, I'm not sure if you have like French uh, people, like Canadian French uh, people in your audience, but um, there's like this um, French, uh, there's actually multiple movies that they release, but there's like this movie called uh, Taxi. It's like a taxi driver that has like a um, so the 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 brand of the the car is like Peugeot, which is like a French uh, French uh, car company, and like basically when he's driving normally and just doing shifts. It's like his car is normal, but then once he has like an important um, drive, like the president or like um, like a, a, a French foot a known French football player, um, like his car turns into like this sort of a. The spaceship was like you know, like the spoiler behind, like things on the side. It, the car just looked look very nice, like tune, you know. Yeah. He's driving fast, and you know, there's like crazy, a bit like Fast and Furious, but yeah. Um, and so of course, like because I was watching um, th- those movies, I was like, oh, I want to be a taxi driver. It looks so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny. It's like I don't have a driving license. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So it's such, it's such an irony, but yeah, that was like I remember vividly because I was like, "Oh, I want to be this. It's so cool." Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was like my main thing. I feel like then later, I I hadn't like a specific um idea of what I wanted to be. I remember like before going to college, I was like, "Oh, I know I, I love maths, I love business. I mean, economics, uh, business and economics." But business and economics was also biased because it was like for my father. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe I want to be an architect. But I was like, ah, I don't know, it's so specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did like those studies, um, but like business engineering, 
So mm-hmm. that was like a bit of physics, math. That was a bit of everything. It was like easy to just do that because it was like, you know, known as elite here in Belgium. And um, and you had like a wide, wide, um, wide available of, uh, options if, if you graduated, like in terms of job opportunities. But yeah, that was like <laughs> what I wanted to be a taxi driver. Maybe I'll, I'll be, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of people would want to be if they had like some sort of like Batman car, or, yeah. like a Batman Transformer car. I feel like you, they might have more applications. You should watch the movie. You gotta, you gotta love it. It's yeah. so funny. Just, just a segment on YouTube. Yeah, or just like put on some uh, English subtitles and just like spend a night watching that. I think that might be nice. <laughs> but is it is it like a cartoon or is it like live action? No, it's like a live uh, movie. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. What What was it like growing up in Belgium? Oh, yeah, that was... um. So I... um. Where should I start? Um, so basically, I... Um, so I... 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 Um, I, I, I um, yeah, I, I live with my mom, so it's like my parents got divorced when I was very young. So like, mm-hmm. I don't remember actually five, six. So I guess like I spent my, you know, from five to today uh, with my mom. Like we're like this together. Um, and actually, my mom got me when she was twenty-two. So, you know, there's like, um, you know, I'm twenty-six, and now she's forty-eight. So it's like it, we have such a nice um, relation. Um, like even like my 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 I mean my female friends are like oh I love your relationship with your mom it's such uh it's unique and I was like it's probably because of the age gap I, I feel like I, you know my, my supporter and my, my my like a coach like hard like a coach but also like my best friend um and 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 yeah so like my my childhood was really like um like I had everything my mom was always um providing and you know. The system in Belgium is like again, the public system is is really great. Like uh, because I was living alone with my mom, I had like all um, you know, like uh, I don't know how to say it in English, but yeah, you know, like the how do you describe it? Uh, the states, the state. I guess the state was giving money to my mom because she's a single oh. mom. So God, yeah, yeah, like support. support yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so and also I didn't. I never paid for college. Um, and so I had like all those opportunities. I had some amazing friends um, in in high school um, and in college that really, and even told them like on Friday because I, w- I went to a festival, I, and I keep repeating to them like I am so lucky to have you. Um, and especially that that was like I guess like one of the lessons that, that I had from my travels is like seeing, you know, in in, in Mexico or in Guatemala how like sometimes someone was um, you know like a macho, but I feel like he became a macho because of his surrounding, like being surrounded by men that had the same thinking and there was mm-hmm. no way to escape that. And I feel like if uh, sometimes I'm like trying to imagine myself like in a different country and different circle of friends, would I be the person that I am today? Uh, it doesn't seem like it. And it's just like, yeah, so I guess like I had like great influences throughout my childhood. Um, my mom works hard and I feel like that work ethic is definitely embedded in me. Um, 
and uh, my grandmother because um, yeah every summer I, I was spending my my summers in Poland uh, in fact I speak Polish I, I mean you speak Polish. a lot of languages well, yeah. <laughs> I was very impressed. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, where is the stuff? <laughs> but to me, I had to learn Spanish. I was like, oh, I, I can't be bothered. But then I was like, <laughs> I started to use French words. And like, 80, like, if you change the ending of a French word, it worked like 80% of the time. I was like, oh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that happen once uh, between a, a Dutch person and a German person. Like yeah. this this guy that we, we were standing in a circle and there was a, a Dutch guy and a, a German guy and uh, and, uh, and another Dutch woman. And the, the Dutch guy and the Dutch woman were talking and then they were about to like switch to English or something for the German guy to understand. And he's like, no, no, no. no. I speak German, so like you can just continue in Dutch, and I'll be able to follow. And I was like, "Really? Like, that's, that's amazing!" Like an American person speaking English would never be like, "Oh, you speak another language, you can continue speaking, and I won't understand, and I'll be able to understand." Like I just thought that the, sometimes the closeness of languages is so fascinating. We should we should think that's in. Let's see. Yeah. Latin courses actually, so I can say I speak five to six. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, but you were saying I interrupted you. Um yeah, I forgot because now it was it's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. what was I yeah. saying? Yeah, we were talking about like um uh the the community that you're you're surrounded with, um, and, uh, yeah. and how kind of like it influences you growing up, and that in your case it was a really good influence. Yeah. So yeah, it's really like I, I realize how lucky I am to have this nice influence of of people, and I feel like it keeps adding up. Um, like even like now when I joined the Webflow community, uh, I mean the Flow Party, for example, um, and memorized the for the design side, and I'm just like I am so lucky to be here. I'm just you know content, and and I, I'm I'm not um interacting too much because like you know. Let's be honest, like I'm working a lot on my startup and then doing freelance work. And it's like, I'm, I'm in a point in my life where I'm doing a lot of stuff at the same time. So it's like, I, I have less less time to, um, um, I guess, um, enjoy myself or, um, I mean, I'm still enjoying myself. I mean, enjoying myself. I, I, you know, every day I'm like cooking for myself and, and I run and I do all that stuff, but it's just like, there's definitely this, I'm in a, I'm in a period of my life where I have less time to do like, you know, fun stuff like traveling and, and, and uh, I mean, I am traveling, but for work, um, mm -hmm. but I'm doing less of the fun stuff that, you know, my friends are working at companies do and I'm fine. Cause it's like, I, I, um, I, uh, you know, I, uh, I really want to um, use my energy and, and my love for people to just, you know, ship that energy or whatever I have in my body to uh, something, whether it's a team or a product or a community um, that can, you know, last even after my, you know, my lifetime. And it's it's just a nice um, opportunity and privilege. And, and I feel like, you know, having those different communities um, influences are um giving me the tools and and and, and um, you know knowledge and also like personality to really uh make something concrete like design something that is like 
as amazing as your last concert, you know, like that feeling that it gives you when you, you know, you finish it. It's, I don't know. There's something I'm like, I, I want to do something. Um, and I'm, you know, and that's why I'm, I'm building cocktail dinner. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not in love with the product. I really, I'm in love with like the, um, I mean, our generation, because it's like, I'm seeing, you know, those dynamics where it's like, People kind of for a home. And it's like, or we we can only go to the restaurant to create intimate uh, moments, but it's not as intimate. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I, I really want to make sure that I am, um, you know, at the end of the day, we have like so many technologies, but I feel like there's less and less connection. I feel like the only technology so far that I've been, uh, that I feel like has helped bring connections like Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy how people before Airbnb couldn't. You know, you had to go to the hotel to, um, yeah, or sign a lease somewhere and then live there. Yeah, yeah like there wasn't any like, oh, I need an apartment for two months. Like, how would you do that prior to Airbnb? So yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just trying to see if there's something I can do, and I just want to pour my energy into it. So yeah, but sorry, I I went away from your first no, question. No. <laughs> yeah no I um the but going back to that thing that you talked about with with your friends um I heard this this one phrase one time about like the importance of the people that are around you um and th- the phrase was like whether you like it or not a lot of the time you are a the sum of the 10 closest people to you have you ever heard that before it's actually, I think I heard it, but I feel like, um, you know, what I said to my friends on Friday, just this Friday, right? I, yeah. I, I think they looked at me like, oh, what are you saying? And I, I said, like, I am a byproduct of, like, you combined, like, literally. Really? <laughs> Maybe that's not the right phrasing, but it, I, ju- yeah. I just feel like it's just, I feel like there's, like, you know, DNA code is like you put them together and it's Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> were, were these friends that you've had in your life for a long time? Um, so I had like, um, like, I mean, during the festival, I had like from different lifetimes, but the ones that I said that to were um, for my college time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes um, I feel like the friends that you make when... Um, you're you're in college and kind of like going past the I don't know how to describe it like sometimes you can make amazing friends from your early childhood but I also feel like sometimes those are um friends by like proximity or friends friends by um uh just happenstance like oh we're in the same math class together for 12 years of course we're going to be friends but when you you travel and you you meet people that um uh like oh we're studying the same major because we're passionate about the same things and I'm going to choose to be your friend rather than proximity um I feel like those can be like really really special friendships yeah you know damn it's such a like I had the same um like feeling about like you know how you you know you mentioned proximity or you know we're doing the same major or whatever Mm-hmm. And or maybe because you know you go from seeing them every day at you know in class and then now you see them once a year or um you know you're not keeping in touch that often 
and I, you know, I, um, you know, I'm definitely guilty because it's like I have so much on my plate that I don't. Uh, sometimes I, I'm like I, I apologize because I'm like, oh, I, I never reached out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was, I mean, I'm not trying to justify, but I was busy with like work. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, it, it, I mean, the way I see it is like I, if I, I mean, if you really love your friends, um, if you really care about them, you actually don't mind if they have like new groups of friends uh, that, be- that become the, you know, the new proximity friends. I mean, I guess the friends that they see on a daily basis, whether it's from work or like, um, uh, you know, the neighbors or whatever, because I-, I actually, I like this new, uh, I guess this new period of our life. It's like we went from seeing each other in class to now seeing each other, you know, once or twice a year. But when we see each other, it's just like, I feel like I, I feel like the most amount of dopamine and happiness because like, I, 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 and first of all, I'm like when I see them, I'm like, oh, you don't want to see me every day because <laughs> <you, you, laughs> like, I'd be too much. <laughs> that would be too much. Once, once or twice per year is like what yeah. the doctor recommends. <laughs> yeah, your your yearly dose. <laughs> <laughs> yearly dose of morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? So, it's just like I, I, I'm happy if they have like a new group of friends, and it's fine if you know we don't text each other or they don't answer a message. I don't yeah. take it personally because like um, if you really if you truly care about them, you don't mind if they move on to uh, something else or if you see them less often. I think people take this often personally mm-hmm. when you know circumstances sometimes change stuff, and I think that shouldn't destroyed the the the, the friendship because that's even a worse outcome um but yeah that was my uh, two cents <laughs> <laughs> i think that um there are some relationships in in life where um uh i i know the phrase like low maintenance might be kind of a weird phrase but mm-hmm. um kind of just those people that uh like I have this one friend and we don't always talk all the time, but whenever we do, the phone calls are like three hours long right? <laughs> and you're like, Oh, I forgot to tell you about this. I forgot. to." And it's so interesting. Like sometimes you forget to update certain people in your life about stuff. And so it's so funny because we'll be chatting and she's like, Oh, I'm not seeing that guy anymore. And I'm like, when, like, when did this happen? <laughs> or like, um, like I'm moving to to Israel. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like you missed like a whole season. <laughs> yeah, I, like I missed a whole season of this show. <laughs> but like, I, I those those friendships are so special. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, one of my one of my friends, I was like, yeah, I was I would just came back from Europe, and she's like why when how did this happen i'm like oh yeah yeah i don't know i was i was meeting um uh the the parents of my boyfriend and she's like wait who are you dating like what (laughs) it's just i don't know i think uh, i could just give you more examples and more examples but i think you get the point like that's there's so such special relationships yeah because i think like you know the beauty of this it's giving enough time to create content about your life you know because imagine (laughs) the person tomorrow like if we do that interview again tomorrow, that yeah. would be like, okay, I said everything, what do you always say? <laughs> How was your breakfast? Wait. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I got to wait for the next season to drop. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, yeah the, the, that's really special. Um, I, 
I'm I'm really excited to um like I think like through the podcast I make a lot of friends um that are living totally different life experiences than me um and even if you compare like the the friendships that I had prior to starting the podcast I've been doing this for about two years um and my friendships prior like we all kind of had the same cultural upbringing we we I didn't need to explain anything um like there was no like difference in how we grew up or or brand names of like going to the same restaurants and things like that um and like opening up my world to to make all these friends all over the world I think it totally enriched my life um more than I don't think anything else that I've ever done um and also it showed me how everybody out there like the 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 lifestyles really aren't that different like we're all pretty much the same we're just in different places um and I don't know I just love that so much like now I have friends all over the place and um and I'm, I'm sure you do too and it's just really cool that it's something that I just started doing like in my 20s meanwhile some other people they travel all the time and that's normal to them (laughs) and by three you're gonna be like um mrs worldwide (laughs) maybe (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know like now if i if i go in in, and travel somewhere if i'm planning on being somewhere um i just go on linkedin and i find other um like people that do like are in ux or whatever and so I just let them know that I'm going to be there. And then sometimes they're like, hey, let's go for lunch. And then I just have like a friend in that place or something. And it's kind of fun. Yeah, I don't think many people use LinkedIn for, for friends. You know, actually, so that's that's really funny what you're saying. Because like I, I was actually doing that because, you know, I, I did like two startup accelerators. So I'm yeah. part of like two Slack communities. And so there, there, there are like channels for a specific city. So it's like mm-hmm. there's someone saying, "Oh, I'm traveling here for four days." Yeah. Just wants to grab a coffee and stuff. And I, you know, I um, because I've been traveling to New York and then Mexico City, um, and London, etc. And I always, you know, try to um, you know, send a message and just um, go to a restaurant. Um, and yeah, it, it, I remember those moments were like, um, really helping to understand the locals and 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 you know because usually when you're asking oh let's grab a coffee and lunch or lunch that person is giving you already a good tip like oh let's go there because it's gonna be uh so much nicer um mm-hmm. and you can ask all, I, I feel like so those so those those meetups were like helping me to understand locals better and also like when i was talking to um you you know uber drivers or whatever like when you talk to you know, people that are local um, that, that definitely help to uh, to better understand. Um, and also, even even if they're giving like a biased view that is like incorrect, I think it's just interesting to see how people are thinking. Because um, you know, also, again, I, I, when I went to those dinners, coffee or lunch, those those were like mostly tech people. And you you know, we have to you know acknowledge that we as designers or developers people in the tech industry were like in a big bubble (laughs) (laughs) i mean big a very small bubble actually compared to rest like when i see for example someone tweeting oh i'm looking for a web full developer it's like it was just like going (laughs) i'm like 
I wish like I could bring those people and like show them there's actually this industry, there's those people, there's like mm. some people like there's so many like businesses or like I don't know, whatever. Like you go outside and just you know talk to them because it's really um there's like business out there, not on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's more out there. <laughs> I I think yeah, I could totally see that where um like you just have so many friends that are in one industry and you're like, I'm good. Like I'm content. I don't need to, to expand any more than this. But once you do, I think that's probably worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like a perfect example is like, I, um, um, yeah, that was in, uh, in May, I guess. April, no, in April. I mean, not important. Like two months ago. Yeah. Um, I went to, uh, France, uh, Bordeaux. Let me use my French accent because I won't say it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Bordeaux. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm definitely got the English accent. I'm not. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, so I went to Bordeaux and, um, damn, I said it was an English accent now. <laughs> oh, I, I apologize. <laughs> and so yes, you went there. Yeah. Went there and so I, I, I met. So I went there to to visit my friend, um, and she's like studying, and um, I mean she's doing um, a PhD um, um, in, in psychology, and and uh, how, how do we say it in English? Uh, uh, describe it. It's like uh, psychiatry, uh, or it's just oh, wait, uh, science science of humans, human science, oh. science. human yeah. science. Yeah, maybe something like that. I think it's human science, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, you know, um, I, I guess like it's close to psychology, but I shouldn't say I shouldn't say psychology. But anyway, so I I went to to see her, right? And of course, she's also living in her, in her own bubble of you know all those PhD. I mean, people doing their PhD in uh, human science. Um, and so you know, I went to uh, grab a drink on a Friday, mm -hmm. and I had like one of the like I, I feel like I I was I, I was giving I was given like a free workshop that was like I had so much information from really having conversation with those people I was like Jesus this is like wow like I, I learned so many things I mean you know like you go to the therapist that's I guess what I was saying like I feel like I had like a free uh <laughs> um, like a whole thing um I mean not they didn't analyze but the, the thing that was interesting I was you know, sharing so, some of my journey, and also I was saying like, oh, I, I guess I had like a an, an identity crisis to realize like my identity could have changed if I was born there. Mm. Uh, I was seeing like also the influence of my Polish grandmother, my mom. Um, I feel like I'm definitely a workaholic because um, you know I'm seeing my I've seen my mom working so hard and still today, and I'm like, I won't be uh, satisfied until I see my mom like. Um, you know, fully provided, I guess. And mm -hmm. I'm not even sure. I feel like it's also like something that you need to work on, like on multiple years. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like just, you know, having, you know, those 10 PhD, soon, I mean, soon to be um, uh, doctors, uh, people, and then, you know, talking to them, saying, telling them like insights or even talking about stuff that you learn in tech. Because I feel like tech, I mean, tech, 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 technology companies are definitely hiring people in psychology, etc. to, you know, manipulate people, unfortunately. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess some people are like doing it 
ethically, but I wouldn't be so sure about it. Um, and yeah, like having that conversation with that micro bubble, I was like, whoa. And it's funny because like I was sometimes saying stuff um, that was also contradicting, you know, contradicting, creating the debate. Um, and I was like, no, I, I know because like I have numbers. So, you know, the, I guess like something that is, that, that is nice with the tech industry is like, because you're touching so much, so many, you know, the whole world, you have like mm-hmm. better, I guess, better that. I mean, I guess also that's my opinion, but I guess you have like better insight because you have like a wider data set. And you can also use machine learning and all that fancy stuff compared to just like a pure statistical, um, you know, experience led by a single uh, PhD uh, doctor. But yeah. We need a bit a mix of both, of course. But um yeah, that was just interesting in conversation debate and you know, um I mean healthy debate, not not like yeah. Great. <laughs> uh but yeah, that was just an example to to give. So so like what exactly did did you guys talk about when you were chatting with, with her and her friends? Yeah, I feel like we talked about like 20 topics. <laughs> that was like yeah. or so many, but like one of them was just like I was talking to one of the like one of the girls. We were talking about like um, you know what I told you like identity crisis. Yeah. Uh, then she was, um, yeah. She gave me some information about like the specific. Um, um, uh, yeah, it's very hard to translate from French to English, but <laughs> she gave me like the right term that I can search on Google. It also has yeah. just to make it faster. Um, like she gave me the search terms for that specific, you know, um, I guess, um, category or like discipline. Like mm-hmm. she, you know, this is the specific discipline that's, you know, working on that specific uh, uh, thing. But uh, yeah, that was like uh, uh, like one of the things. Also, I'm not gonna lie, we were like quite, um, we had a lot of drinks, so you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that was like one of the topics. Um, is it too much for me to to ask, like, if the the identity uh crisis, like, if how that resolved, or or how how you moved from feeling like uncomfortable about it to being more comfortable? Yeah, I guess like in my case, um, in, in you you know you you've seen it through this interview is like I realized instead of being like, oh, if I change this. Like, you know, 10 degrees, I would be elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, instead of being like, oh, oh my God, if this happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. I'm just like constantly being grateful towards my friends and, and family. And mm-hmm. and I feel like it's funny because like when I, I left that festival, like one of my friends was like, oh, you're always making uh, like um, uh, big, um, big speeches uh, to us like twice a year. And, you know. Yeah, but uh, I'll do even more if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm a very, uh, I'm a, I have a soft, soft. I have a soft, uh, but butter heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I can imagine um uh just anybody in that situation where you say, wow, like if I am following like what you and I talked about, um, if I am a sum of the ten. closest people to me and also like by happenstance like this is the environment that I was born into and um, all of these different factors that makes me make me into who I am um, then like 
without all of these things, then who am I? And that's like a very scary question for somebody to ask, especially if you don't really have the answer for that. Yeah. And also, because I I, um, I feel like I was talking like about myself, but I feel like yeah. also more of a outward, because it was just like, you know, when I was seeing, you know, some men having like, you know, uh, bad comments about women, or like when I see like hate comments, and I'm like, I really don't understand those people, why, why they're like this. Yeah. You know, I feel like I was judging people. I mean, not judging, but I was like, I just don't say why you're like this. And then I'm like, oh, wait, maybe, uh, you know, if I change, I'll be like them. And, you know, you're just starting to, <laughs> to realize, okay, I was, I guess, annoyed by those people. But maybe if I was also living in that specific, you know, uh, place of the world, I would probably be uh, writing those same comments. So, yeah, that was like, I guess, like, now I'm like, um, more, I mean, not more understanding, but I can definitely see that the influence of of, of where you're born and the circle that you have has to be yeah. taken down. And, uh, you know, I guess that you could use those arguments to really help that person also change a bit um, to make that person realize that actually your ideology and of the perfect world is probably biased because you've been living your whole life seeing this Um but yeah, so that's, a, that's a challenge for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I think you you are a lot of the times with some of your experiences. Um, but uh, but also, I think it's interesting. Like sometimes, I I loved uh, talking with with parents, um, and uh, especially um, uh, parents of young children, um, because I think that it's just such an interesting uh, way of like learning about people. Um, and I think that like people who who see their kids go from like literally a clean slate, um, like just right out of the box, um, <laughs> to like having their own personalities and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I liked asking them about um if it like changed their perspective on on people and changed their perspective on um like how empathetic they are to others. And they say that um uh absolutely that it that people are like a mix of some of their experiences but a lot of the times uh, like even some of their kids they come like pre-programmed with specific personalities they're like i understand like i raised all these kids the same and they just like showed up like one super stubborn like i don't know why it's just the way that he is and another one she's like super dramatic and <laughs> yeah the same yeah <laughs> same <laughs> yeah same parents same treatment same like environment yeah totally different kids damn this conversation is taking a deep turn <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> no but i like it yeah um yeah. i i don't know i uh uh anyway, i just found it fascinating i love uh, talking to parents about that kind of stuff pretty cool yeah <laughs> I, um I guess like I'm not sure if I can ask that question, but would you see yourself with kids? Are you planning to have kids or? Um, I think that that would be a wonderful thing, uh, if if it's possible, yeah. Because I'm seeing like you're, because uh, like, yeah, I'm also. I guess like initially I was saying, uh, I had this um, um opinion of not having kids. Mm-hmm. Like the more I learn about the world, I I guess like maybe. I'm not sure if I want kids, but maybe I'm, I'm probably gonna adopt. That's you know, um, 
one of the things that we want to do. And, but also, it's a conversation to have with lady, the the madam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, like, yeah, of course, like, if the, the, if my partner has like different, you know, um, like if if she's telling me, oh, I want three kids, I'll be like, okay, let's you know find a uh, compromise or maybe I'll change my mind. So that's not mm-hmm. only my decision; that's also her body, so her choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess like um, yeah, the, the reason why I'm asking because I'm seeing like you you're you're you know you you say you're observing parents and it's like um yeah it's such a i don't know i'm I'm thinking like imagine having a kid it's such a yeah i'm just realizing you can really influence so many things i'm just scared of influencing people but yeah, oh, I, really? the kid, you know what i mean i feel yeah. like i just, like, I, I just want to give the tools and 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 some of my thinking but always saying like this is my perspective and please create your own mm-hmm. uh, i guess like giving tools and, and and ways for that kid to uh, you know be him or herself you know yeah is I, the, is the... That... oh yeah you go you go that was just uh, uh-huh. is, is this something that scares you like or um have you thought about it like what's your take on that um I don't know. I I I I'm pretty confident that like um maybe like I don't know how to describe this. Um some people when they go into uh like being a parent or or have or adopting a a child or bringing a kid into their life, um I think they're like, "Oh my gosh, I know all of this stuff and I know exactly what to expect and I'm not going to make all these other mistakes that I've seen other people make." Um and I think that I'm 100% confident I'll just make different mistakes. And that's kind of just what I know would probably happen. Um and I think that's like totally natural and I I think that being nervous about that is just like you don't know what you don't know. Um, and so somebody will give you a little bit of grace as long as you're like, you have good intentions and you're kind. I think that, um, uh, I don't know, the, the kid will figure it out on their own eventually. Um, it's, yeah, you'll, you won't make the same mistakes as other people. Um, but I think you'll definitely make different mistakes and it's, it's, it happens. That's a, yeah. That's a good <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I find that, that really, uh, interesting um i have a a weird story um about kids and things like that um i uh i was in a situation uh that i'm not in anymore where i was like pressured to um uh um like start a family early and all of this kind of stuff that i wasn't ready to do and i'm not in that situation anymore but it was so interesting that my perspective on families actually changed um once I wasn't being pressured into it anymore um and I have this memory that I actually I recorded in in like a solo episode um where I was on a plane and I was next to this kid that was just she was just not enjoying the plane ride this little like two-year-old she was next to me she like she was like running around and she was like asleep under the seat at some point she spilled (laughs) juice on me several times (laughs) and like it was so funny that um uh, I like I looked at this kid and I thought uh now that I'm not being pressured into this anymore and like maybe I'll do it on my own time and everything 
um I was like wow like even though this kid is this like really annoying um I think I would still want this and I think that once you like once you see them when they're um uh annoying and like being a problem um and you still want that I think that's when you know like oh this might be something for you but it's not something for everybody yeah no I'm actually even more scared when I hear your story because I'm like I'm I'm the most annoying person in the room so I think <laughs> if I make a second version of myself I am I am fucked <laughs> <laughs> yes but only you know how to deal with you <laughs> I don't <laughs> Uh, especially like yeah. my friends are like oh we love him like he is like because yeah. you know i don't know like um it's like a nice way of annoying you know yeah annoying people for example it's like um but yeah i definitely like you know i, I do jump scares or um <laughs> it's such a specific part of your body like the just like i don't know how to call it the, below the rib it's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah you know um uh uh, the reason that all of my episodes are actually like kid photos um, was like a specific uh, reason is and um, uh, w- when we talk about people being like a sum of their experiences and like where you came from and everything um, I I think that when you listen to somebody talk and when you listen to uh, like you talk about your life and, and talk about growing up um, I, I don't uh I don't think that somebody listening to that should think about you where you are now um, and the age you are now. And I think that the best way of talking about somebody like who they are is having like a kid photo. And so like when somebody like looks at the episode on, on their phone or, or, or sees it come in, like when it, the episode comes out, um, I think that that's a nice thing to like think about first. And then if they want to see who you are now, they can Google you or something like that. But I think that's a nice way to like, okay, so this is where this person came from. And now I can hear about who they are now or the stories that you talk about, like with your grandma um, in the summers that you would go there. I think that's the nice visual to think about when they're listening to you. Yeah, no, it's true. Especially, like, I feel like every picture, is a, every picture of me as a kid is always like, you see me in motion. <laughs> it's like... <you> know, <laughs> Really? <laughs> I'm doing something crazy. It's just so yeah. Like especially on my Instagram, like it's private. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I have so many pictures of me just doing nonsense, and I'm like, <laughs> gonna be like this. <laughs> warn my uh, my future wife or partner because it's like you're not ready for what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have a photo um in mind? um when when you think about like all of the photos of you as a kid is there one that comes to mind that's like this is uh the best depiction of like what kind of kid I was uh I guess um I have two pictures in mind one where I'm holding a guitar and I have like yeah I have like some weird pantofels that like they're red and big um was like faces on it <laughs> and yeah and i'm playing the guitar and like my i, I think i'm like my tongue is out and i'm just like <laughs> but there's the, another one where i'm like um that, that picture is like summer in poland and i'm holding a bucket and i have like a a small jacket that looks like you know those um fisherman jacket yeah but uh, you see my um my uh uncle like you know fishing and i'm just like trying to to look at him like 
trying to memorize what he's doing. You can def- so you can even see in that picture that I'm like, you know, trying to process the information and be like, okay, I want to do this next. Uh, but also like one of my goals is like to retire, be- you know, just um, become a fisherman because I, I, I'm vegetarian, but I still eat fish. So I'm like, yeah, a fish. Pes- some, uh, pescatarian? Fish. Yeah, pescatarian, yeah. Yeah, fishcatarian. I like that better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just say like, become a fisherman. <laughs> yeah. And I have that picture to to explain where I came from. That's why I'm a fisherman. <laughs> we'll have to decide, uh, like after the episode, like which one that we're gonna go with. But I, I actually like this. I, I've never asked somebody um what photo they had in mind. Um, because then when somebody's looking at the the episode thumbnail, they can actually have a a, a story from you about like the context of the photo. <laughs> I mean, you can't use it because. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I'm just because I don't have pants on. Oh, okay. Then maybe we won't use that photo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be. Uh... Oh my god! Yeah, I don't have pants on actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's even more explaining how chaotic. Um, yeah. You know, um, so uh... we we uh were almost at two hours which is wild that that flew by like that um i i did have one question i've been holding on to um uh to to ask you at the end um and it's like totally off topic of what we're talking about now um but that that conversation that you had um with your with your professor um one time when he was telling you that like if you kept on asking all these questions that it would like get you into trouble and like all it was gonna do was gonna get you into trouble um if you uh like overheard um a a teacher or a mentor or something like that saying that to like a a, a kid or like another person um if you were just like at that that table um and had the chance to say anything um i'm just curious if if there would be anything that you would say does that make sense the way i'm asking it oh yeah i, I feel like i, I uh it's I, so i think what i would probably do knowing myself and also like i'm already like imagining that scene i would yeah. just um yeah i would probably like um at the end of that conversation i would just grab the kid and make a silly joke like okay let's go solve some problems then <laughs> you know, <laughs> <that> conversation. <laughs> yeah like just turn into a, a you know a joke and yeah. just actually um well well then they just do it then <laughs> yeah um like I, I guess like I, so one of the things about my personality is like when i face something difficult i um mm-hmm. I'm just like, and especially like I've seen it when I was working in a group setting, you know, groups project in college and, you know, group presentation, I always crack a joke. I always, um, I, I always remind people that actually, even if it's really tough, let's, let's just make it fun. It's like, if really like, um, you know, we're going down, it's like our last moments, you know, I don't know, like the plane is crashing or whatever, like, mm-hmm. I, like the end is coming let's just have fun while, while it's happening like just you know um i feel like i have those you know movie scenes you know when the character is about to die he's just like you know grab me a last cigarette or whatever <laughs> he's just yeah. like just comfortable and just like cracking a joke before uh, you know um but i guess that's probably more extreme but i feel like it's 
it's the same with problems. It's like if it if if the company will die tomorrow because you know you're running out of cash as a startup founder, just mm-hmm. make it like the nice like the fun the less fun ride, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's why I am like when I you know people are saying something bad about me, I'm just turning it into a joke because I you know I um what do you say self I have self self deprecating humor no yeah yeah like uh you have uh, humility yeah humility yeah yeah. yeah. Like, for example, I started to, to lose my hair on the top. I was like, damn, that's for all the jokes that I made about my friends. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, revenge is back. <laughs> Actually, I sent a picture to my friends. I was like, revenge is back. I talked oh, to them. And then the next message was like, okay, boys, where do we go to Turkey? <laughs> you see? It's like, so, I, I mean, most of men are like, um, you know, it's scary to see the, like losing hair and stuff. And I'm like, well, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. It's like a nice saying in Latin that I forgot, actually. Uh, but yeah, my, my teacher in Latin used to say uh, fatum, which is, you know, destiny. Yeah. Just... It, it, it sounds like, um, like what you would say to that kid is kind of just like, um. W- moving out of the situation like looking at it bird's eye a little bit of like and and what's wrong with solving problems and like it like we were making it seem like it's such this big bad thing but like what what exactly is the problem with that that's what i'm hearing i feel like you know like one of the things for example yeah maybe i shouldn't say that because it's it's graphic but let's oh. say okay, okay someone beat, beat on on themselves or um um yeah they did more but let's just say pee and i was yeah. like is that bad i was like i could pee on myself now what would that change you know it's like yeah uh, it's just big stuff and um you know i i, I was in a situation where it's like i had, so, I had to help someone where they were like the worst like mm-hmm. they wouldn't want you to see them in, in that you know in that and i was like yeah. but if i if it happens to me just you know do the same it's you know yeah um, and I feel like it's the same as um, I feel like sometimes when people are like criticizing your outfit or like why men can't wear skirts, I'm like, I'm going to wear a skirt tomorrow. Like if <laughs> my kid wants to wear a skirt, I'll wear it. Then it'll be like news. Oh, Marvin's trying to make his kid. Uh, <laughs> so what? Skirts <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> are nice. Yeah. I don't know why men are wearing pants because skirts are, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, more comfortable. I can I can vouch for that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I I think that that's that's a really nice note to end on. Like just um, uh, like going about life and just doing things because it make you happy and not like holding back from things that you want to explore or holding back from things that you want to ask questions about or anything like that just because other people might say oh you're not allowed to ask questions about that or you're you're not allowed to do X Y Z because um if you look back on on all this time um or like if you look back at the end of your life or things like that um I feel like you might regret not trying things or you might regret not asking questions or being a little bit more curious um for 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 fear of like people whose opinions don't even matter to you anymore and so is that correct in what I'm hearing yeah no you're right because I feel like you know, one of the things that I realized um, among like you know people that actually build startups that worked and then they become advisor, yeah, they 
you're like literally the exact opposite of those teachers that you just you know, mentioned that are like you know they're I feel like they're always avoiding they always avoid to um you know um you know um I guess like they ask more questions and 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 they they just like if you have an idea they're like okay just test it they don't try to uh, tell you you're wrong because they deeply know that what they did worked for them but that doesn't mean it's gonna work for this so they should be just asking questions and then you know making sure that the the founder or the person you know go through the motion of of experimenting and then you know iterating just you know doing the flow perfectly even 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 if it's like a something completely contract contradictory to what they did before um, because you know at the end of the day a human evolution and you know innovation comes from asking a question actually when you think about it yeah the question about why are we doing this why are streets designed like this because mm -hmm. it's like sometimes there's like narrow streets and i'm like but a like a baby stroke can't pass it and then you ask the question again and you realize because most of the engineers at that time were men um yeah it's, you know, when you ask question the five whys you can get into like you know um i guess like the first principle of thinking like you know like elon musk and you know other uh you know uh, startup startup founders are like using it's such an I, I really like to think in terms of first principle is like why are we doing this mm -hmm. uh, especially design because i feel like we always try to follow the same um patterns but then you know um ask questions that's my uh yeah. my, my last <laughs> yeah tip for people <laughs> i think that that's a perfect note to end on um if if somebody is listening to this and they really liked listening to you and they want to actually like talk to you directly or want to reach out to you what would be the best way for somebody to do that or if they're really interested in in what you're building how would they be able to follow that or potentially use it just curious uh yeah that's, that's actually a good question i feel like i'm always giving my private email so maybe because <laughs> then you know it's gonna be out there um but um yeah i, I don't know because like you know when we, we when we're like texting on twitter i feel like mm -hmm. sometimes when you know you, you you're receiving a message notification then you click on it but then you're like i mean no you click on the message icon yeah. Then you're like, actually, yeah, I don't want to read it now because like I'm I'm in the motion of something. Yeah. Then you click away. I, I don't see that notification, like that you know number patch. So sometimes yeah. there's DMs that I I wanted to read, but then I didn't read. Then I don't have the notification, and I'm I guess not reading it. So I don't know. Twitter is nice, but it's okay. Let's 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 say Twitter, and I'm okay. I'm gonna promise my uh, more discipline to <laughs> reading the. <DM. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Twitter, uh, Twitter, or, or LinkedIn from the corporate people out there. <laughs> but yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And and if they want to um uh follow what you're building, um would they would they go to the site or they just follow you on social media and see updates from there? Um, I guess more more my website because I'm I'm not yeah. building public person. I feel like uh, yeah. Definitely having like a processor, but I'm just working on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, on my website, and there's also a blog section if you have if you want to have ideas for, uh, you know, um, dear teams or whatever. I'm trying to like keep a pace of like one article a day. Um, yeah, my website. Perfect. 
so I'll make sure that all of that is in the description so people can just oh, click and go. Um, yeah, so don't, no worries. Like everything will be there. And um, I just want to tell you, I really, really appreciated spending the last two hours with you. It was really nice to like learn about you and and hear about all these different experiences. And I just really, really appreciate it. Yeah, actually, it really felt like, uh, you know, this discussion between, you know, friends. I guess I can I can call you my new friends. Um, yeah. And also, because I, I I forgot to mention this, like the first time I, I'm not sure if, if it was the first time I discovered your um your podcast but i remember like the, the moment where I, I felt like damn emily is really like a very interesting person is, is the moment where you're uh, you did the interview with uh, vlad i mean you know from webflow and like just going through like that whole story um you know with russia and 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 yeah it's just like and and also like the other you know episodes uh, were also um interesting but just I guess having this glimpse of like, whoa, this is what a conversation with Emily is. And it's yeah, I was like, I'm sure this person will will be successful with this podcast because it's really like such a nice, simple format. Um, um and it's more, you know, conversational, not not textbook like you you mentioned. Um and I think that what that's that's definitely what, what is making it unique, you know. So congrats on this uh you know, this podcast. Thank you so much. That really, really means a lot. I um I was not uh very good at like having like, a tennis match conversation um in like my early twenties or when I first started the podcast, but like doing this every week has really helped me, I think, um have more of a tennis match conversation. I think that's more fun for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be talked at. <laughs> you want a tennis match <laughs> conversation. <laughs> stories here and there like from me or or from you that's also that's wonderful I love stories um but yeah I think that it's it's more fun for you um if uh if it's if it's a back and forth yeah, yeah and I, I do a lot of research on you ahead of time <laughs> I even lost track from what I was saying when I was so deeply listening to your story I was like wait where was I <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I really appreciate it. And I I hope um, that we'll stay in touch. And uh, this is just goodbye until next time. Goodbye until next time. (laughs) Absolutely.